I've got, I've, got, I've got just some verses of scripture. I've got a word for you that I wrote down here, just a simple word, and then we're going to look at a couple of verses that he gave me, and we're just going to follow Jesus and see what he wants to do. Um, here's the prophetic word for today. Uh, you and I, we need to develop godly character. In other words, we didn't, what's character? Character is what we do say when nobody else is looking. Develop godly character and shore up. In other words, we need to build up every area of our life where the enemy may be trying to gain a foothold. Uh, the, the word is that the devil is going to try to come back on you and I in some areas that we've done been delivered, that we don't have the victory on. And so we need to be prepared for that. And we need to know that the Word of God is your source of strength. Amen? See, there's, we know that all through the Bible there's two choices. Abel chose the door of righteousness. Cain was warned about the door where the devil was at and was knocking. And he didn't take that word. He didn't take heed to that word. And we all know what happened. Amen? So let, let's, let's, let's be very cautious and let's just move forward in the name of Jesus. Open up your Bibles, if you would, to John chapter 14. I mean, John chapter 5, verse 14. Uh, John chapter 5, verse 14 for uh, one verse. And then James chapter 5. I'll go ahead and tell you where you can get your Bible open there. James chapter 5, starting in verse 14. John chapter 5. Verse 14, and then we're going to look at James chapter 5, starting in verse 14. If you're there, say amen. Verse 14 says, And afterward Jesus findeth him, this was the man who was lame for 38 years, who was looking to man to help him get in the pool to find his healing. How many knows man can't help you? Afterward Jesus findeth him in the temple, and saith unto him, Behold, thou art made whole. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon thee. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon thee. James chapter 5, very familiar verses of Scripture, verse 14. James chapter 5, verse 14. Is any sick among you? Let him or her, let them call for the elders of the church, and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if, if, if he hath committed sin, notice what's said here, and if he hath committed sin, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another, and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Let's pray. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, right now, as a group of believers, we bind every hindering spirit. And Lord, everything that would keep your word from being heard, being received, where we can forever be changed right now, we call that under your feet. Lord, we give you our attention and we ask that you change our attitude. Because when you change our attitude, you change our actions. And Lord, right now, I, if I have said or done anything, if I have preached a negative gospel. I repent before this group of people, before you, before heaven, and I renounce anything that might have influenced somebody in a negative way, and I want to preach positivity. I want to preach the truth, the purity of the hope 
that the gospel gives us. Lord, help us hear that this morning. Help us to receive that. Help us to forever be changed. Right now, you take over this service. We'll follow you wholly and fully. Your will be done. In Jesus' name we all say. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Once again, thank you so much for being here. Glory. Now this is a, I don't know, this is a critical service. This is very important. I know that several of us has been through a lot of trying things this past week and there's a lot of things happen and the devil is wanting to move us back. We're not going back. We're a group of people that serve a God that is always moving forward. Amen? Amen. We're going somewhere. So, uh, I want to quickly add, uh, here in this situation, uh, Jesus, he was very quick to, to tell this man that he was healed, uh, but he needed to be on guard for sin. Now, we could also turn over to the ninth chapter, and we could look at where Jesus healed uh, the blind man. And remember, the, uh, John chapter 9, about verse number 1, and Jesus uh, was there, and the disciples asked Jesus, why was this man born blind? Was it because of his sin or because of his parents' sin? And Jesus said, you, you don't know what you're looking at. It has nothing to do with sin. It's for the glory of God. So what we've got to see is that we can't put everything in one box. You, you can't put your life, my life in the same box necessarily. There's different things that happen in different situations uh, uh, and so we've got to let the Word of God not condemn us, but lift us up. Amen? And, and so you, you listen with the, the very ears of your spirit. You see with the eyes of your spirit this morning and see what God would say to you. Um, we know that all have sinned because of, it's not necessarily a personal thing. We're living in a fallen world. And so we've got to let the Word of God take us where He would have us to go. All right. With that being said, uh, notice this man, he laid here at this pool for 38 years in a sense. He was, he was lame for 38 years and he laid there and he kept looking for man to help him. Even though he was at this pool that had the five porches, the number five in Bible numerics of course means grace. He was laying right at the door of grace. He was laying right there, but instead of receiving grace through Jesus, through the Word, he was looking for man to do what uh, he thought only man could do. But after 38 years, all of a sudden, he was in the place to receive the truth. See, we've got to get in the place and the position to be able to receive what the Lord has for us. And when we get in that place and that position, all of a sudden, we're ready for a change. We're ready for something miraculous in our life. Uh, it, you know, all the times we hear so many times, and I've said it myself, I've just been waiting on the Lord. No, the Lord's waiting on me. God's a God of action. And He's waiting for me to believe Him, to trust Him, to get into that place where He can do what only He can do. Amen? All right, so this man was laying there, and all of a sudden he was ready to hear something and to look to somebody rather than man. I'm ready this morning, aren't you, to look to somebody who can meet me where I'm at and take me where he's destined me to go. Now, notice what it says. Um, after this man was healed and, and, and Jesus comes back to him. It says, afterward, Jesus findeth him in the temple. Aren't you glad that Jesus, he will save us. He will uh, bring healing in our life. But he's looking to say something else to us. 
See, thank God that we can come to him in our need, whether it's salvation, whatever it might be, and he'll meet us where we're at. But at the same time, he, he wants to, after he meets us in that situation, he wants to speak a word to us that will sure up our salvation, that will encourage us and strengthen us. Amen? And, and so right now we're in a situation where it seems like that the, the, the whole world is being overrun by negativity. And, and so uh, I want you to know the Bible says to go and preach Jesus and him crucified. And it says to preach the gospel, the good news, you know. And so if I have in any way preached something that was received negatively, if I have, have uh, turned off uh, the ability to hear God in some way, I, I, I ask for your forgiveness because I want to preach a message that will empower you. What's that message? That Jesus loves you. And that Jesus knows all about everything. You and I, we don't need to know about where we're at or what we're dealing with. We need to know about the answer. Amen. And so he wants to meet you where you're at this morning. He wants to meet me where I'm at just like he did this man. And so he wants to come to you in the temple. Say, I'm the temple. temple. Come on, if you're born again, you're the temple of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And, and so he has a word for you. And that word is, look what he said to him. He said, behold, thou art made whole. You and I, we need to see by the word of God what has happened in our life. When you believed in the heart and confessed with the mouth Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, uh, not only did your spirit get, get born again and you were dealt the measure of faith, Romans twelve three, 3, uh, but God started putting by the spirit the word in your soul uh, to renew your soul, to cause you to, to think differently, to, to, to change your attitude. And if he could change your attitude, and if he can change my attitude, he knew he could change our actions. Amen? He wants you and I to know that we're leading people. Every day, you're leading people, I'm leading people, and our attitude and actions, are, are we leading them in the gospel, in Jesus Christ and Him crucified? Or are we leading them in what the world is saying? The, the world right now is, is spewing out hatred. They're spewing out all of this stuff uh, that is, is poison. It, it's literally dividing and trying to conquer. And so you and I as a church of the Most High God, we know that Jesus is, is, a, is a, a Lord that divides people from sin. But then he, by His love, He brings the family of God together. Amen? And so he's wanting to do an amazing work this morning. And, and so what you and I have got to say, I'm going to hear from the Lord and I'm going to let him tell me what he has to say about me. This morning, you may be sitting in a contradiction of the covenant. You, you, in other words, there may be some things in your life that's contrary to what this Bible says. So you've got to make a choice. I've got to make a choice. I reject my feelings and I, by faith, receive what this covenant says. In other words, Jesus said that I am an overcomer. If he says I'm an overcomer, I'm an overcomer. If he says that I am not just a conqueror, but I'm more than a conqueror, I'm going to let his word have the final say in my life. If he says I am healed by the stripes of Jesus, I'm going to let that truth come into my life. Let me tell you, by the Spirit of God, the devil is trying to kill you. 
He has a plan and an agenda, and He's working in your life. He's working in my life. He's trying to steal, kill, and destroy the faith. He's trying to move us away from this very covenant that is set by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. God will never change His mind about what He has set forth in this Word. It is sure. Amen? It's the testimony of Jesus. It's, it's the very plan of God. And so you and I have got to step back and we've got to say, now wait a minute, I, I'm not going to be moved anymore by what I'm feeling. So, so, and, and Say this with me, I'm justified by Jesus. All right, so if you're justified by Jesus, that means Jesus is the Redeemer. We agree with that, right? He's the Justifier. All right, so what you and I have got to step back this morning. Now, don't get mad at me. I'm preaching a good message of gospel, of good news, amen? Now, in the times past, we might have looked at our own life or at somebody else's life, and we may have judged that by how we feel. Well, now, when we judge something by how we feel, then uh, we are justifying what we're, our attitude and our actions by ourselves. Now, when I justify my attitude and my actions by myself, by what I'm feeling, by what I'm seeing, I take Jesus off the cross, off the throne of my heart, and I put myself up there. And all of a sudden, I say, Lord, uh, you, you don't understand. This is the way I feel, and so this makes it okay. And, and because I feel this way, this is the way I'm going to act, because this is the way I'm talking. And so if I talk and act that way, what the devil is showing me, all of a sudden then, the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, Matthew 12, 34, the mouth speaketh. The Bible says that whatever I say, come on, I shall have, Mark eleven twenty three. So I've got to be very cautious who I come in agreement with. The Bible said, when two agree on earth. So I don't want to justify myself or my actions by what I'm feeling or what I'm seeing. I want to say, Lord, I'm in a, I'm in a storm. I'm in a struggle. I'm in a turmoil right now. And, and, and the devil's trying to tell me I'm this or I'm that or I feel like this or I feel like that and all of these things because he's trying to confuse me. And I've looked to man to help me, but I'm going to come to grace. I'm going to come to this pool that has the five porches of grace and I'm going to let Jesus, I'm going to let him do what man can't do. I'm going to let him not only heal me, but I'm going to let him tell me who I am. See, this man, he needed to be told who he was. Now, let's, let's, let's read between the lines just a little bit. Jesus said, Behold, thou art whole. But then he said, But go and sin no more. Lest a worst thing. This worst thing, uh, chiron, in the Greek, it means more evil. So let's understand what's happening. This man received his, his healing and, and uh, his, his deliverance, his victory, but obviously the devil is talking to him because Jesus goes to him specifically with a message. A rhema word. A rhema word, thank God for the logos, we, we, but a rhema word is, is when the logos word comes off the page and it comes in your heart, my heart. In other words, it's a word that is for right now. And so he come to this man and he, he wanted to give him a word. And the word was, don't give the enemy a foothold. 
Because all of a sudden, who knows what was happening in this man's life. Man's life. Maybe he was feeling a pain. Maybe his leg was numb. Maybe he had a little limp. Or maybe whatever had got him in this position was showing itself and it was all dressed up attractive to the flesh, to the mind. See, there's some things that we know and, 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 and you've got to know how far you can go and how far you can't go. But the devil has been entertaining. He's been trying to work in some of your mind. Why do I know? Because when I pray, I, I sense the very same thing. And I, I, I see some things, and, and I love you. I would never betray the Lord's trust. I would never betray your trust. But God knows what you're feeling. He knows where you're at. He knows what the devil's doing uh, in that situation. And he wants you to let him come to you in the temple again. He wants to give you a word that will sure you up, that will make you stronger than you've ever thought possible. Amen? Behold, thou art made whole. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon thee. You've got to tell the devil who you are. Now, all of a sudden, the Bible says that when you accept the blood of Jesus, that you become righteous. Let's let's read that, Brother Ryan. Put 2 Corinthians 5.21 on the screen, would you? 2 Corinthians 5.21. I I, I know you know this verse, but faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Now look what the Word says. For He, God Almighty, your Father, say "My my Father, hath made Him Jesus. My Lord. Come on. Jesus is my Lord. For He hath made Him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God. See, you've got to know that you're righteous because of what Jesus done, not because how you feel. It doesn't matter how you feel. It doesn't matter if you... Sometimes I feel dirty. Sometimes I feel condemned. But the Bible says in Romans 8 and 1, right? Now, there is no, no more. There is no condemnation into those who are in Christ Jesus who walk according to the Spirit and not according or after the flesh. Say, that's me. So there's no, so don't matter what you feel like, doesn't matter what the enemy's trying to show you about the past. That's what was happening to this, this man that was standing there. Uh, all of a sudden, there is no doubt that on the door of his heart, the devil was knocking. And so he had a choice. Am I going to follow the one who touched me in my infirmity, who touched me where I was at and gave me love, grace, and mercy, gave me hope? Or am I going to listen to what all of these other actions are trying to be manifested in my life. So you've got to make a choice. And you've got to say, no, I'm righteous. That means I have right standing before God. And, and if I have a right standing before God, then every one of these promises, they are mine. Because Jesus gave them to me. Amen? Okay. So turn with me to Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 10. Let's look at where this... Um, 
word was used again, lest a worse thing come on you. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 29. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 29. Uh, look what the word says. It, it, uh, let me just quickly read verse 28. It, it, it's talking about uh, backing up. See, the devil wants you to back up. He wants me to back up. But verse 28 says, He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses because they backed up. But look what verse 29 says. Of how much sore punishment. Now that word sore, that's that chiron. That's that same word about lest a worse thing come upon you in the Greek. Of how much sore punishment suppose ye shall he be thought worthy who hath trodden under foot the Son of God. In other words, the, the, the devil wants you and I to trample on the good news of the gospel. He, he wants you and I to say, well, I know God done a work, but I'm not completely righteous. I'm not completely whole. I'm not completely healed. I'm not completely delivered. Yes, you are. Doesn't matter how you feel. Doesn't matter what the devil says. The more the devil tells you contrary to this covenant, the more that you and I have an assurance who we are. Amen? Because the Bible says, out of the mouth of Jesus, John 8, 44, Jesus said that the devil was not only a liar, but he was the father of lies. That there is no truth in him. He can't speak the truth. And so I've got to stand strong and I've got to say, now wait a minute, you mean if all of a sudden I hear another gospel, come on, Paul warned the church at Galatia, he said, if somebody comes to you and they preach you another Jesus, they preach you another gospel, that's why Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, he said, watch out for Satan himself is transformed as an angel of light and his ministers would be ministers of Light. You, you've got to know what you're hearing, what you're listening to. There's many voices, 1 Corinthians 14, in this world. There's many voices you're hearing right now. And you've got to make a choice of who you're listening to. Amen? So, who hath trodden under the foot the Son of Man. That, so, I, I, I've got to say, now wait a minute. I'm walking with Jesus. I'm, see, Jesus is the head. Right? And we're His many-membered body. So we're walking in the feet of Jesus. Jesus done has everything of the devil under His feet. Because the Bible said that Jesus would what? His heel would be bruised. According to the very first prophecy of Jesus, Genesis 3.15, but the devil's head would be crushed. You, you and I, we've got to see the devil as defeated. Yes, he's a foe. There's a, there, Jesus won the war. We're going to have to fight the battles. But you, you and I have got to, got to stand up and say, now wait a minute, I, I, I've come into grace. I've come into mercy. And so when I hear these other voices who say, uh, who tell me who I am besides what this Bible says, who tell me what I feel rather than what I have faith to believe in my spirit, I say no in the name of Jesus. And there, somebody here this morning, the devil has been trying to convince you. He's, uh, he's, he's showing you a lie. He's, he's, con, he's trying to convince you that you feel this way. And he's trying to convince you that, that, you're, uh, that the feelings that you're feeling in your flesh 
are right. And it's what, it's what you, it's, it's not of an outside source, it's of an inside source, it's who you are. And it's what you want to do. And I, I've been sent here by the Spirit of the living God this morning to tell you the truth. That that's a lie. It's a lie. God has grace this morning. He has mercy this morning. He has a word for you that will pull you away from that deception. But you can't listen to it anymore because as you listen to it, as I listen to it, we're walking on the truth of Jesus. So what happens, Jesus told this man, he said, if you don't stop listening to what you're feeling, he said, a worse thing is going to come on you. The ultimate worst thing is hell. It's judgment. It's a lake of fire. It's an eternal burning fire. But the other worst thing is that you and I, we don't understand that once we've been enlightened to a truth and we start pulling back from that out of the mouth of Jesus, it gets worse and worse and worse. Because I, I, I hope you can, can, can understand what I'm fixing to say because it's so... Great in my spirit, I can't even understand it. I want you to think about your own life as I'm thinking about my life. I know how great my sin was. How dominating. How death had its hold on me. And no matter how hard I struggled, no matter how hard I tried to resist, I couldn't turn away from it. I couldn't get free from it. And then all of a sudden, the glorious grace of God come down and presented an option to me. And that grace of God was so victorious, so delivering, that I I was able to see God's goodness above everything about the devil's working of death and destruction. And all of the hold of that sin, all of a sudden, it just started falling left and right by the anointing of God's dear Son coming on my life, coming on my spirit, coming on your life, on your spirit. And all of a sudden, that anointing just laid that down. All right? Now, all of a sudden, then, here come the devil in my life. You're saved, but... You're still this. You're still that. So, I, like this man in, in John chapter 5, I had a choice. Am I going to listen to that? Or am I going to say, uh-uh, no, I'm saved and there's no but to it. I'm in the process of sanctification. I'm climbing this ladder. I'm moving up with the Lord. But see, some of the things in my life, I didn't say no. So what I didn't realize I was doing, I was coming in agreement with Him. And the victory and the deliverance and the power and the glory and the wonder and the awe of God, I started stepping on that and elevating what I was hearing out here. Now notice what he says. Of how much sore punishment suppose ye shall be shall he be thought worthy who hath trodden under foot the Son of God who hath counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified and unholy or a common thing and hath done despite has insulted the Spirit of Grace. See, I can insult the Spirit of Grace because see, notice what he said who hath trodden under the foot of the Son of God, who hath counted the blood of the covenant. See, when I accepted the blood of God's covenant, that this word means that when I counted it, I deemed it as authority in my life. And I accepted that authority, and I started presenting that authority. See, right now we're in a situation where a lot of the church world 
is just that. They become a part of the world. And they're influencing because, see, when you, God gives you an anointing to influence people and to command goodness and grace, but if we're not careful, then the same level of the freedom that, 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 that delivered me from the weight of my sin, when I trodden underfoot that victory and I, and I stopped leading, I stopped directing, I stopped commanding authority of that freedom, then all of a sudden I start walking the other way. And with the same delivering power that Jesus brought in my life, then here comes the power of the enemy to bring everything back. He wants to destroy our testimony. Because the Bible says that you and I overcome, Revelation chapter 12, by the blood of the Lamb. Come on, that testimony. Because we love not our life unto death. That testimony. We, we can't lose our testimony. And so what the devil's trying to get you and I to do, because we're, we're commanding people, we're leading people, whether they realize it or not, he wants us just to water down just a little bit of this gospel. Or we can make people feel comfortable. Now, once again, we don't judge people according to their sins. Jesus said, judge not lest you be judged. But he also said that you and I judge righteous judgment. Righteous judgment is that we see the situation like God does. And then the first thing happens, our heart hits an altar. Instead of we open our mouth. And then when we get leeway and we get opportunity, then we let God open our mouth. Amen? All right. Turn to 2 Timothy, I mean 2 Peter chapter 2. Let's look at one other place here. 2 Peter chapter 2, this whole second chapter has to do with false prophets and false teachers. And if you notice that chapter 1 closes uh, about how the Word of God is not there for private interpretation, but the truth comes as the Holy Spirit, the Word was brought as the Holy Spirit moved upon man, and the Word is brought to you and I today into our own lives as the Holy Spirit moves on us. Amen. Uh, And so this second chapter is about how uh, in the last days he wants us to look at what happened in the former days because Isaiah 46, 3 and 4 talks about that God is going to show us as it was in the beginning, so shall it be in the end. And you and I, we can see the book of Genesis right now. In this world, I mean, uh, we we, we see everything coming to pass. Uh, We're coming full circle. And, and you and I, we've got to be the righteous one uh, in Jesus to, to make a stand. See, I didn't know what sin was until the righteous one was presented to me. But when he was presented to me, then I knew what sin was, but then I knew what hope was. I knew what glory was because grace was real, amen? And, and so you and I, we've got to make a stand in these last days that we just stand in love and we let the righteousness of God come through us or otherwise there's, there's great significance to it. Drop down to verse uh, 20, 2 Peter 2 and 20. 
For if, there, if after they have escaped the pollutions of this world, aren't you glad that you've escaped the sin of this world? But we've got to know that the Bible says that there will be a great falling away before the coming of the Lord, right? Second Thessalonians chapter 2. You're living in it. You're experiencing it. You're seeing it. For after the, if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge. Now this word knowledge is simply a Greek word that means full discernment. It means recognition. How did you get saved? You recognize Jesus as Lord. And how do you stay saved? You keep recognizing Him as Lord. Now, what does that mean? See, sometimes we need to come back and just stop and make sure that we get right at the grassroots level because sometimes we don't understand, well, what does it mean to make Jesus Lord? See, Lord is a Greek word, kurios, and it means that He has supreme authority in your life, in my life. It means He has the first say, He has the last say. If He doesn't have the first say and the last say, then I'm deceiving myself. Whoever I listen to, that's my Lord. So if I'm listening to my flesh, if I'm listening to what the devil's saying, if I'm listening to what the world's saying, I need to back up. And I need to repent because we're talking about a worse thing coming upon us. But a worse thing isn't going to come upon us because we're going to follow Jesus. And he has the answer, amen? And we'll close with that answer. All right. For if, if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge, the recognition of, of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome, the latter is worse with them than the beginning. More evil. A worse thing can come upon us. See, we, we've got to make sure... God is not, we, if we're not careful, we get so hung up on, the, on uh, the, the, the moment of what we're feeling that, that we miss the big picture of what happened on the cross. So I've, I've got to see, now wait a minute, in this moment of time, the devil, the flesh, the world is trying to take me back. So I've got to step back and I've got to see the cross. I've got to see the sacrifice of the Lord and the Savior. I've got to see Him on the right hand of the Father. And I've got to see uh, Ephesians um, 2 that I'm seated with Him. And I've got to hold on to that. Amen? Because He said that my latter end would be worse. So let me ask you this morning, and this is a rhetorical question in your spirit. Is there some area in your life that is not what it was when you got born again. If it's not, then we need to step back and say, Lord, where did I miss it? But see, God's got something for you and I for our walk with Him. Now, the walk in the world is going to get, I mean, this world's getting darker and darker. But that has nothing to do with our walk in Him. Our, the Bible says that in Proverbs, the book of Proverbs, that as you and I, as the just walk in Jesus, that our day, our walk, is getting brighter and brighter and brighter. Amen? And so if it's not, if that's not the case, then somewhere around, the, around this walk, we've veered just a little bit. But the good news is, all we've got to do is say, Lord, remember Peter? He starts to sink, Right? in the storm, and he said, Lord, and immediately there was the hand of Jesus. Yes, 
And when Jesus grabbed him by the hand, they stepped into the ship and they were out of the storm. They were on the land. Come on. That's the kind of God that you serve. That's the kind of Jesus you serve this morning. All right. So we need to look at this and we need to say, okay, there may be some areas in my life that's, that's not better than it was. They're, 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 and if that's the case, then I humble myself. The Bible says if I will humble myself, uh, James chapter 4, 1 Peter chapter 5, if I humble myself under the mighty hand of God, He will exalt me in due season. He will give me more grace. Oh my goodness, wait a minute. He'll give me more grace? He gave me grace that loosed me from all of that sin. And it was so powerful. It was so amazing. But yet, my God has more grace. That, that means right now, whatever the devil's trying to do in my life, whatever lie, whatever sickness, whatever hurt, heartache, distraction, confusion, my God has more grace that will bring me out of that and set me stronger and more solid on the rock. The rock is His Word. Where I don't have to go down. Amen. That's your Savior. That's my Savior. That's our God. So how do we do it? In closing, go with me to, to, uh, to the book of James. And let's see something here. I think it will help us so much. I'm trying to break in a new Bible. And I'm having difficulty. Um, when, when we... James chapter 5, what Brother Ryan put up there in the start. James chapter 5, verse 14. Uh, this, is, this is our key. Is any sick among you? Now, we've got to recognize and realize that, that, that we can be sick in body. We can be sick in, in, in mind. Uh, we can just be sad sick. Just, just sick of, of, of life. You ever, sometimes you just feel sick of life because you, you see sin abounding. You see all of this. It hurts us so much when we, when we see what's happening in the world. I, 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 my mind can hardly wrap itself around what's happening. I've never seen so much confusion. I've I never seen where, where Isaiah chapter 5 is coming to pass in our lives. Darkness is being called light. Right now, wrong is being called right, right before our eyes. We're, we're, we're seeing the end of all things happening. And you and I, we need to be stirred. We need to be stronger than we've ever been before. We need to be more sure of who we serve. And so, yes, sickness is here. It's here in many ways. Is any sick among you? Let him or her, let them call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. Now, we literally do this and thank God for it. Uh, but there is an anointing, a, a, a little oil of the Holy Ghost that's in the Spirit, amen, that you and I, we, we trust in. This is, thank God for this, but this is our symbol. This doesn't heal anybody. But the oil of the Holy Ghost that presents Jesus the healer in our lives, it heals everybody that's willing to receive, Amen. I, and, and I'm more concerned about some things in my mind than I am anywhere else. Aren't you? Because if I take care of my mind, my body's going to come into alignment. <clears throat> Anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. Now, we've got to see this. Remember what it said as we read in John 5, 14? And Jesus... Jesus came to the man. 
Jesus. In the, in the, in the Greek, it's Iesus. It's God's salvation. Complete deliverance, complete victory, made every whit whole. Yeshua uh, in the Old Testament, Jesus in the New Testament, that, that's who you're serving. He wants to come to us. And so anointing in the name. Now, the, the, when you see the name, it means the character and the authority. So when you, when you come, that's humbling yourself. And, and, and that's saying, I believe God more than I believe my situation. I, I'm willing to, to open up myself and, and humble myself and make this confession. I'm willing to come to Him. You're not coming to man. You're coming to the Lord. And you say, I'm coming in that name, the authority, the character of God. What's the character of God? That's Jesus. Jesus said, I come to show you. When you look at me, you see the Father. When you hear me, you hear the words of the Father. And, and he said, I come to show you the character and the authority of God. The character and the authority of God is love. 1 Corinthians 13, 8, love never fails. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord, not man. You don't have to depend upon yourself. There's somebody here this morning, you've been trying to do something. Let Jesus do it. Let Jesus do it. And the Lord shall raise him up, and if he hath committed sin, they shall be forgiven him. See, the devil wants to tell us that sin is a death sentence. It is unless you and I... uh, Unless we turn completely away from Jesus. But we're not turning completely away from Jesus. We're, we're turning more to Him. When, when I struggle, the, the Jesus of, of the Bible and the Jesus of my life and the Jesus of your life, He comes there in the midst of the struggle to help us. Amen. He wants to encourage you. But here's your part. That's His part. Verse 16. Confess your faults. You know, we've got to be willing to tell the Lord that I may have believed a lie. If your attitude is not Jesus and your actions is not Jesus, then, I, then you need to be humble enough to say, Lord, I believed a lie. See, I, your, your attitude and actions, they always go hand in hand. Confess your faults to one another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. I want to be made whole in every area, don't you? The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man, a righteous person, availeth much. Remember, we've done documented that you are righteous. But here, more importantly, we're documenting that you're coming in agreement with the righteous one. Or to agree, instead of agreeing with the devil, instead of agreeing with feelings, instead of agreeing with this world, you're agreeing with heaven. You're agreeing with the Lord God Almighty through His Son Jesus by the Spirit. Amen? And therefore, you qualify. Now, why is this so important? I want you to go back to the garden with me in closing. And I want you to think about what God set up. And what God set up, He's going to have. 
Amen. We're going to have an eternity that, that eyes not seen, ears not heard, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, but it can be revealed to us by the Spirit. But in the garden, God set everything up and it, and it was beautiful. It was glorious. And He gave Adam and Eve, He gave them a union with Him. He gave them a union together, but He gave them union uh, uh, together in authority. And we don't know, the, 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 there's a lot of things in the Bible we've got, we read and, we, and God gives us snippets and glimpses. We don't know how many times that the devil walked in and out of there, the serpent come in and out of there. We don't know if it was one, a hundred, a thousand. We don't know how long this was. But the, 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 here's the thing. Right now the church has got to stand up and you've got to be in your place and I've got to be in my place. See, if Adam would have been in his place doing what he was supposed to do, Eve would have never met the serpent where she did. But because Adam wasn't taking his authority and doing what he was supposed to do, Eve was having to take care of her spot and Adam's spot. You can get mad at me if you want to. See, you have to be about your father's business. I have to be about my father's business. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 6 that you and I are to bear one another's burdens. We can't do that unless we're in our place. And if we're in our place, you don't know how much authority and how much protection that authority, how far, how spear, uh, far of a sphere of influence that makes. See, all of a sudden, Eve's over here, she's all by herself. The Bible says that, and the, Paul wrote to Timothy, said that Eve was deceived. Adam just willfully transgressed. Read it for yourself. So what we want to do is what I'm talking about. The Holy Ghost said, tell my people... Don and I, as we were praying and talking about, there is a puzzle of protection. A puzzle of protection. See, you and I, we've got to see, the Bible says in Ephesians 2.10 that you are the handiwork, the masterpiece of God. And so each one of us, we're a puzzle piece. And when you're in your place doing what only you can do, then all of this other situation, somebody else can take care of it. But if they're over here trying to take care of my situation, then this is an open door. You say, well, what does that have to do with what you're talking about this morning? Because the devil is distracting some of us this morning, and we're dealing with this over here, and the devil's laughing, because over here is the open door. We think this is the issue. We think this is the problem. We think this is the need, and the devil has come in this area covertly, and he's working backhandedly to bring death and destruction. So if you and I say, Lord, I repent of this and I want to come over here and deal with this, everything will fall in place in your life today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for the power of your word. We thank you for a fresh word from heaven this morning. I thank you for everyone that's listening online. I thank you for every person that is here. And I ask that you can do what only you can do. 
that as you bring truth, as you shine light into our hearts, let our faces become enlightened. Let us receive power and strength from your word to be able to humbly act on your word. Let that grace, that more grace, where you add grace to our lives, let it be received. And let every one of us receive truth this morning because we're willing to repent of what we've thought, what we've felt, what we have sensed, what we've experienced that is contrary to your covenant. Let it be, Father. We ask you in the name of Jesus. Would you come this morning and make yourself an altar? Here at these, at these altars, if you don't feel comfortable doing that, would you make someone at your, at your cheer? Because I, I, I want to, if you'll allow me to, I want to pray with you. I want to help you. I want to be a part uh, of your life this morning. But even if you don't choose for me to help you, God Almighty's here to help you through His Son. And I want you to leave here empowered and bowling. I want you to leave here in liberty and victory. Because, like I said, th- this here is a last minute thing. The Holy Ghost has come on us this morning. And that's why we were late getting here. And that's because we were just letting Him talk and letting Him inspire. Don't miss your opportunity this morning. Amen. In Jesus' name. In the same old road for miles and miles You've been hearing the same old voice Tell the same old lies If you're trying to fill the same old holes inside There's a better life There's a better life you got pain He's a pain taker. He feels lost. He's a way maker. You need freedom. Seven. He's a prison shaking savior. You got chains. He's a chain breaker. We've all searched for the light day in the dead of night. We've all found ourselves worn out from the same old fight. We've all run to things we know just ain't right. Well, there's a better life. There's a better life. You got pain. He's a pain taker. You feel lost. He's a way maker. You need freedom. A seven. He's a prison shaking savior. You got chains. He's a chain breaker. You believe it, you receive it, you can't feel it, somebody testify, 
You believe it. You receive it. You can't feel it. Somebody testify. You got pain. He's a pain taker. You feel lost. He's a way maker. You need freedom. Seven. He's a prison shaking savior. You got chains. He's a chain breaker. You need freedom. Seven. He's a prison shaking savior. You got chains. He's a chain breaker. Holding my hand, 
mountains too high and the valleys too wide. Down on my knees, I've learned to stand. Oh Lord, I can't even walk without you holding my hand. I think I'll make Jesus my all in all. And if I'm in trouble, on his name I'll call. If I don't trust in him, I'd be less of a man. Cause Lord, I can't even walk without you holding my hand. Lord, I can't even walk without you holding my hand. The mountain's too high and the valley's too wide. And down on my knees, I've learned to stand. Oh, Lord, I can't even walk without you holding Lord, I can't even walk without you holding my hand. The mountain's too high and the valley's too wide. And down on my knees, I've learned to stand. Oh, Lord, I can't even walk without you holding my hand. I can't even walk without you holding